Hello! Welcome to the Homespun Yak. How's it going, Mr. Kyle Jonathan Hatley? <laughs> well, that's not me, because as we all know, my middle name is Kyle. Oh. Well, as, as most listeners don't know, maybe. That's I true. go by my middle name. That's true. So it was going well until you forgot that. <laughs> You ruined. You ruined it. <laughs> ruined it. <laughs> but otherwise, pretty good. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. I came. Uh, I came prepared with a uh, multitude of questions for you. Wow. I know it's a first. Well, <laughs> I came prepared. I, I just cracked up in a tall coors. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, do you do you, do you, do you, do you want me to ask you my first question? Are you nah. prepared? <laughs> nah. Let's just wrap this one up. <laughs> I'm prepared now. Okay. I have three questions. We'll start with the first one. You're about to get into a fight. What pump-up song do you listen to? Oh, my God. I know. So you just have the time between the song and then the fight starting. Right. What's that is song? This, is this like a UFC walkout song? You know or what, is this what? just like any, any type of fight scenario? Let's just, any, any, my understanding was it's any type of fight scenario. But we can make it more specific if we want. Um, any type of fight scenario, um, man. Going to listen to a little bit of Beatles or something? Yeah, Ticket to Ride by the Beatles. Um, something light, you know, cheery. Yellow submarine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. What always gets me fired up is uh, really the Rocky Four soundtrack. Ah. That gets me uh, pretty jazzed up. Yeah. Um, That's a good one. That's a, Well, any, <laughs> a, a, anything related to that series of fight movies is, is going to be pretty golden. I'm trying to think of the... Uh, I'm looking now on my phone. There's one in particular where he he gets it's one of the montage scenes where yeah. he gets in his Lamborghini. I think it's called No Easy Way Out. Okay. And it's late at night, he can't sleep. His friend uh was brutally killed in a boxing match against Ivan Dragov, the Russian. Right. Um and he can't, he's he's scheduled to now fight this guy, but he knows it's the toughest guy he's ever fought in his life, and he can't sleep, you know, days, weeks before the fight, and he gets in his Lamborghini late night, revs it up, and the song starts, uh-huh. and uh, you just, he's driving, I guess, through Philadelphia. I don't know where he is, but... Um, I assume so, because when he does that... That run up the steps, right? He's at, mm-hmm. um, he's in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, 
So he he gets in the car and he's driving and he all these flashes of good times with his friend and then you know images of this Russian guy he's got a fight or going through his head and uh, I don't know just gets me revved up makes me want to bring Punch down the Russian. Soviet Union. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's really any specific. song you could put that on the Rocky Four uh soundtrack. Didn't they uh, have uh Eye of the Tiger also on in the Rocky? Oh yeah, that that's on, that's on Rocky Four soundtrack. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's on Rocky Hearts Four. Hearts on Fire. Yeah. Burning Heart, Eye of the Tiger, No Easy Way Out. A lot of a lot of great uh, songs to get you jazzed up. I'll have to listen and, to No Easy Way Out. Yeah. And it just, I don't know, it's just, if I heard that song normally, I'd probably be like, this is kind of just like a cheesy 80s, like, you know, I don't know, sort of synthesizer, yeah, like pop song. Yeah, right. But just with the context behind it, you're just like, I don't know. Yeah, like I say, you want to, yeah, smash a Russian guy. Right. <laughs> and you just think about how he single-handedly, you know, dismantled the Soviet Union. Doesn't he, uh, doesn't the Russian guy kill uh, Creed? That's yeah, Apollo name? Creed. Apollo Creed, yeah. Who helped him big time in Rocky. Th- well, he fought Apollo Creed in Rocky 1, one and Rocky right. 2. Oh, and one, two. Okay. I think one was a draw, and then two, he... I think he ends up winning, and then the three fights uh, Mr. T, um, who in the movie I think is called uh, Clever Lang. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't have my footwork down, and he Apollo Creed is like, works with him, and they become good friends. Yeah. And in the fourth one, like, it starts out him fighting the Russian guy, and, like, James Brown is performing, and it's, like, <laughs> the wildest fourth of july type pageantry ever yeah and uh yeah so maybe that's the first one that jumped in my head but then like um also i would jump to like a tupac or a biggie song too troublesome 96 from tupac that always makes me want to um pull over and Start smashing fools. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so one of those uh, are the ones that come to my mind instantly. Are there? You, you get like an aggressive sense from something like Biggie. It always seems like it's got a kind of a more of a I don't know. I mean, definitely get more flavor. aggressive sense than uh, from Tupac than from Biggie for sure. Yeah. But just the beats to it just kind of yeah. gets you pumped up a little bit because he's got some real smooth, you know, lyrics and beats. But um, but Tupac, definitely the lyrics along with the beats can really get you pumped up for violence, <laughs> I think. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> troublesome, troublesome 96, that's the one. Troublesome if, if anyone 96. hasn't heard that, that, that'll get you pumped up. I'll, I'll listen to it. I rap doesn't really usually do it for me, but uh, I will give it a shot. I, I would imagine some a lot of people would say in the rap genre the uh, Eminem with uh, yeah. 
with some of the eight mile stuff. Yeah, till I collapse is is, yep. is one that I've heard fighters come out to as well. Yeah, for sure, that's a good one. Or um, what's his name? Uh, L Cool J. Mama mm-hmm. said, "Knock you out." <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember GSP uh, came out to some like hardcore French rap. Oh really? To one and and it was in Montreal and like the place just went nuts and he like, <laughs> you know, just kind of like have to walk and he just couldn't even he had to like sprint to the stage. Yeah, and that was one of the most iconic like walkouts where the huh. where I've seen the whole crowd was just yeah. like, you know, in combo of the song and everything. Yeah, he was just the hometown guy and it just it was pretty crazy. I'll have to check that out, too. Yeah. So I'll have to check out the song from Rocky for Tupac <laughs> and the GSP entrance. Yeah. <laughs> Those will get you pumped up. All rap. So no no Mozart, nothing like that? No uh, Beethoven? No. <laughs> 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 um, and then, you know, you think about... You know, heavy metal as well. Oh, what is that genre? Well, I imagine that might be one you you might come out to. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Death metal? <laughs> uh, not. I would not come out to death metal. I would uh, emo goth. <laughs> emo goth. Yeah, I would come out to My Chemical Romance. <laughs> um, no, I'd I'd come out to a particular song called "Swing" by Parkway mm-hmm. Drive. Okay. There's a there's a there's a breakdown at the end that starts to build up, and it like the the vocalist Winston McCall starts saying "Swing." And then the whole crowd starts like chanting swing and the drum like starts pretty slowly and then it gets faster and faster and faster. And then like on the 11th time he says swing, he starts like going to like a death growl, like screaming motherfucker. And then the whole place (laughs) just goes crazy. Like there's flames and the drummers like going absolutely insane. Like, Doing the double bass on his with his feet and doing all the cymbals as much as possible—it's just fucking crazy. Is that is that would that song still be as impactful to you even if it was just the like the album version being played? Oh, totally. I listen. I listen to to both all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it's just such a such a great breakdown. It's so fantastic. The drummer is an absolute beast. To, to be able to like keep that because it goes on for like a 30 second once the breakdown actually happens it goes on for like a 30 second uh spin and ooh man it's it's the or or actually there's another song by parkway drive called boneyards and there's a part where it's uh the the song stops just for like i don't know maybe like three seconds and then just the vocalist again, Winston, screams, there's blood. 
in the water and then like it goes fucking crazy again oh my god i don't know like some of some of the these associations i'm making are totally from like live situations that i've actually been right and i remember that one distinctly the whole place went black so it went it's like the song's like going going going. like the lighting went out yeah all the lighting went out and then all you heard was there's blood and then the lights turn back on and he goes in the water and like everyone is moshing like the entire place is just fucking going nuts i mean i I, so so to me i mean even hearing the studio version it would totally bring me back to that just insane environment yeah so Anyway, guys, go check out Parkway Drive. (laughs) (laughs) Nice Sunday afternoon, feeding the birds type music. (laughs) You'll be be cutting birds' heads off with a katana. (laughs) Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, so that would be my choice. Nice. Okay. Well, shall I move on to the next question? I think so. Very well. If you were given 1,000 acres of land, just given it to you, no taxes you have to pay, what would you do with it? With 1,000 acres of land. That's quite a lot of land. That's, that is a lot. That's, that's more than one acre. It's more than 10 acres. One might even say it's more than 100 acres. <laughs> You might. You very well might. Unless you're Um, bad at math. (laughs) Man. um, Well, you know farming's my passion. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would certainly try and dedicate a a portion of that to to farmland, to crops. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because why not? And... uh, I always, I mean, I've never had a passion for it, but I've always had an interest in growing my own food. Yeah, right. Um, So, you know, a little bit of that, obviously that wouldn't be, (laughs) it would only be a tiny fraction of the whole thing. Um, I don't know. I guess it depends where it is. Um, Let's say it's in Montana. Nice open uh, area. I'm just kidding. I'm going to qualify it with that. All right. I'd bring in cattle. All right. Bring, I'd in, bring in cattle. cattle. I wouldn't have farmland really then no. if it was in Montana. <laughs> I guess um, that's true. Although I don't know that much about Montana, so I'll just defer to your expertise on Montana. Yeah, I think uh longitudinally it's <laughs> not a an atmosphere conducive to crop growth. Okay. Um, certainly the types of crops you would consume. Um, let's see. I might, uh, I might have, (laughs) hold on. I'm holding. So I would have I would have cattle, I would have sheep out there. Okay. Um I'd dedicate a portion of it to mining. 
mine. Okay. For resources. You never know. There could be some sort of precious metal in there. Thousand acres. There's bound to be in that particular part of the country in that sort of soil type. I know there's generally <laughs> something in there valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd excavate a little bit. I'd, I'd fence the place off for sure. I'd have a horse. I'd travel by horseback. I'd travel by ATV. I'd make a, a large track of, for ATV racing. Oh, that would and, be awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. That would be awesome. There'd be jumps. There'd be, uh, you know, there'd be wooded courses. Um There'd be a section for, you know, just, I'd, I'd build an area where there would be, um, you'd be able to come out there during the, probably the summertime because the weather there is not amazing during the fall and winter, not much to do. Uh-huh. I actually might have buffalo out there as well. Okay, well mixing in, in with your, your cattle. <laughs> <laughs> That's their totally separate area. Okay, okay. More okay. conducive to buffalo roaming. Okay, okay. Because <clears throat> people want nat- people want grass fed uh, buffalo. Uh, they want grass fed buffalo now. They want grass fed cattle, and they want pig. Oh, I don't know if I'd have pigs there, but. We'd look into it. We'd, We'd certainly have at... chickens. Um, <laughs> we can refer to Benny for, for advice <laughs> yeah. on the chickens. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'd have those animals where we would raise them humanely, let them roam free, eat grass primarily. And then we, you know, if we thought it was the best option, we, we would uh, hunt them. Send them to slaughter. Oh, <laughs> um, and sell their sell their meat to be consumed. We would we would then take the fur of the buffalo and make accessories out of it as well. But <laughs> that's not about the let's neither here nor there. I'd have tracks for um, yeah. If I have a big wooded area, you know, you can take your dirt bikes or ATVs through that. Oh yeah. I would then create like an outdoor sort of amphitheater um, for small, you know, bands. But, you know, 10, 15 years time, it would be a, a massive uh, music festival area. Okay. Where people would kind of flock to. Woodstock 2.0. <laughs> yeah, in Montana. In Montana. Montana mania is what it would be called. Man, that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you I'm good at uh, improv. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it would eventually kind of run itself. <laughs> you know, we would we would have a big portion dedicated to solar panels, solar energy, where we would help out smaller towns. We'd bring jobs in. Uh-huh. Um, but basically, you know, there's a big area where kind of the music scene is where you know no rules so when the music festival happens everybody's very peaceful but at the same time you don't have to be afraid to express yourself in Uh any way you choose right 
Okay, so this would be like your own mini country. <laughs> it's turning into that, I'm noticing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I am too. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else from there, but, you know, that's a good start. That is that is an excellent start. That those are s- and actually, I think Kanye West <laughs> just did that. Really, he just bought like a crazy amount of land in Montana. Really? Yeah. I wonder what he's gonna do with that. Who knows? Yeah. Well, you never you never really know with Kanye West with no. Yay as <laughs> as the Jesus. Yeah, as Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's made more money off of those shoes than all of his like music combined already. Yeezys? Yeah. Oh boy. That's nuts. I know. That is really crazy nuts. world. Yeah, it is. So what would you do? I'm gonna throw the question back in your court. What would you do with a thousand acres in Montana? Well, you make me feel bad. I had a I had a really <laughs> simple answer, but you know you you brought up some really good go. ones. <laughs> <laughs> What's your simple answer? Well, you know I don't think it really sank in how much a thousand acres is, but you know once you started partitioning things off into solar panel lands and <laughs> started creating ATV trails and. You had an amphitheater, and you've got cattle, and you've got buffalo, and all that stuff. So, so mine would be slightly different now. I, I don't I don't care about cattle, and I don't care about buffalo. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do like the idea of the amphitheater thing. I'm not going to do that because you already did it. Yeah. Uh, but that is an excellent idea. And if you hadn't done it and it had somehow found its way into my brain, I would have done that. You would have done that. Um, the solar panel thing is an excellent choice as well. So those are the kind of the big two that I really liked. Uh, ATVing across the land. I mean, that seems pretty self-explanatory. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'd build tra- I'd build. I'd build trails, but I don't think I'd build tracks. Like, I, I don't, maybe, maybe, to have, n- I'm not so much interested in, like, doing jumps and stuff like that. But, like, going th- if I had a large wooded area, I would definitely build trails to go hiking mm-hmm. as well as do ATVing. And potentially horseback riding. I don't care about that either. You can have your horses. <laughs> but the big thing that I really wanted to do is have a massive dog sanctuary Ah. so 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 any like any high kill shelters in the area when that dog reaches the limit like the 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 its last day instead of getting killed it gets sent to my to my sanctuary and it Ah. can live freely i would obviously fence in like a mass portion of this thousand acres and they would live freely Obviously, I can't afford to pay for like medical costs on all these dogs. But um, if you know, <laughs> as long as they can live a, as healthy a life in a wild environment, as wild of an environment as possible, then right. then and they can still rely on me to give them like feed every day. That's yeah. that's about that's all I can offer. But I think that would be much better than just having them be killed off. So I would. 
I would release a statement to all the high kill shelters that, you know, that you're no longer a high kill shelter. You send your dogs to me if, Mm -hmm. uh, if, uh, you, if the dog ends up reaching the end of its stay and it hasn't been adopted. So, yeah. And I would, I would always be happy because I'd always have, I mean, at a certain point I'd have probably like thousands of dogs. Yeah. roaming my land so you'd have cattle and i'd have thousands <laughs> dogs. of dogs <laughs> now <laughs> would all these dogs just, would they live in this in the uh fenced in area oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just outside <laughs> yep just outside <laughs> I, mean, I can't i can't do much i can't do much more <laughs> You're like, man, <laughs> it is December in Montana. I kind of wish I would die, actually. <laughs> you could build a, you could build a huge, like, you know, shelter sort I of could, within that yeah. thing as well. They can go in and out as they please. Yes, <laughs> yes I could, I could spare that. It yes. just it can't be a reoccurring thing it's, other than the food thing. That's the only <laughs> thing I can do reoccurring. That's what I was talking about, like medical costs. I can't have like a dog that's limping and just be like, well, right. got to take care of him and then take care of the <laughs> other one. You know, it's just it would pile up yeah. after a while. I'd be broke. <coughs> so, yeah, the dog sanctuary is the big thing for me. Um, you know. Well, we also got to worry about wolves now that we're introducing animals. Oh, whoa, whoa. I got thousands of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> There's no wolf pack on planet Earth that's big enough to take out my thousands of dogs. <laughs> I got well. wieners. I got I got Shih Tzus. I got, I got the meanest yappers in Bugs existence. On, yeah. <laughs> Bugs that hey, keep in mind, none of these dogs wanted were adopted, and there's a reason for That's that. That's true. Maybe it's their fierce. temperament. Yeah, ferocious, For fierce, exactly. <coughs> yeah, I would need I would need to borrow some of your sheep dog. That that won't be an issue. I think <laughs> I think I'd, I'd have plenty of those as well. Yeah. <coughs> have have an elite force of German shepherds. That there was actually, um, I don't know this. It was like a new version of like Planet Earth called Seven Planets, where they filmed like night vision. Mm-hmm. The this pack of wolves chasing down, like. A herd of deer, basically, yeah, down a down a mountain in like Switzerland or something, and then um, all of a sudden, like they ca- they caught it, and like it was in the middle of the road where they were eating it, and then all of a sudden these um, these dogs come out of nowhere that are like trained to protect like. I don't know, local wildlife populations. <laughs> really? And they're like the, um, God, I can't remember what, they're massive dogs. I can't remember what type. Mastiffs? Of, like, no, they Saint they Bernard. look like that. It, I think it was St. Bernard. Yeah, like I mean, those the Beethoven dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those and are they massive. all came out and like, <laughs> they had killed the deer and were starting to eat it on the road. Yeah, and right. then they those dogs came out and the wolves like ran away from them. Yeah. And then they came back and just ate the deer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just 
goes to show that some dogs are, you know, can protect people from wolves and a bunch of other types of animals. Yeah, especially when you have thousands of them. (laughs) (laughs) All working together. (laughs) All working together. Well, you know, camaraderie, if they they, they end up realizing that, especially like you you said, to be a a world-class trainer. I don't have time for that. I really don't. <laughs> like, if people want to come and train. You could have your own um, dog show, uh, the abandoned dog the show. The abandoned dog show, yeah. yeah. I, uh, with, I, I'd have to figure out some way of using all those solar panels that you mentioned as well. Um, right. So I don't know. Like, so I, I think that would be a way that I could heat a massive warehouse that the dogs the are dogs. like. Yeah, they can move in freely. And I... I just have to figure out, yeah, just a massive warehouse, somehow find a way to, like, heat it, other than, like, putting straw and stuff down. And then I would need a really efficient way to clean this thing. Like, I would need this Mm. thing to be on a slight slant so that I can just dump, Mm. just once it's closed, like in summer (laughs) or something, just dump mass amounts of water down the slope to get rid of all the shit that's piled up (laughs) inside this warehouse. Because there is no way I'm spending days cleaning after these dogs. <laughs> yeah, you you didn't think about how how nasty this I'm, place. I'm could thinking get. about it right now. <laughs> we would have engineers. We would oh, have okay. architects. We, we would have the Zulu Nation. <laughs> Well, anything else? Anything else you would do? To this thousand acres? You know what? M- yeah. Maybe maybe later I'll think of something I'd else. I'd have a raptor facility. A raptor? Bird, a bird sanctuary. Raptor facility. Are you talking the truck or are you talking about the actual velociraptor? <laughs> well, I'd have a raptor to get around of the course. property and, and haul hay bales. Of course. Um, <laughs> but I'm talking actual raptor. <laughs> Uh, such as eagle, falcon, hawk. I see. Why are you referencing it as a raptor? Well, that's what their uh, class of bird is. Really? I had no idea. Look at that. I learned something today. Raptor birds. Let me just make sure I'm not lying. (laughs) Huh. So you'd have a a giant (laughs) uh, bird sanctuary as well. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so between the two of us with our 2,000 acres of land, (laughs) we'd have a dog sanctuary, we'd have buffalo, we'd have cattle, and we'd have a bird sanctuary. Anything else we want to save? I think that's just about it, really. Yeah, I mean, fuck cats, so... (laughs) Well, mountain lions would inevitably be roaming around. Not in my land. Not in your <laughs> land. <laughs> they'll take a dog out. Oh, they'll ta- they'll take it. Yeah, they won't take out thousands. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> It'll be so densely populated after a point that it's going to be like dog landmines. They're just going to be everywhere. Well. That'd be a fun place to to go. We might have to do like a a summer camp there for kids, so that they we could have free labor. 
Um, and they could also have a fun time learning about dogs and raptors. Yeah. <laughs> Except and the value of a dollar. That's how we do. We drive forward. We know the value of a dollar. Except on the flyer, we wouldn't we wouldn't specify what we mean by raptors. We'd just be like raptors and dogs. Everybody'd be like, "What, Velot? This is like Jurassic nice. Park." Oh, we could open up a Jurassic Park situation. How much of this land are we allocating for each thing? Jeez, I, th- I don't know. A thousand acres is a lot. It is. I don't want my Jurassic Park to be five acres, though. (laughs) (laughs) So raptors, um, yeah, it's just basically another name for bird of prey. Okay, so we put the kids (laughs) in the bird sanctuary. (laughs) Enclosed part, the enclosed part. You're right. Oh, man, we don't feed the birds for a few days, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. God, there are videos of of massive birds picking up like toddlers at parks and stuff, and then just like dropping them because they're like just way too heavy. Yeah. But just like they get off the ground, like it's it's really it's really crazy yeah. and terrifying to see. Yeah, it's uh, it's just not that long ago birds were you know six feet tall. Yeah, so uh, we'd have to have an age limit. You'd have yeah. to be at least, what, three? <laughs> yeah, at least three. Be able to walk on your own. <laughs> and look up and walk at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, I think uh, I think we, we nailed that one pretty well with yeah. our 1,000 acres. Cool. So the, the next question, the final question that I have for you is, if... The internet were never invented. How different do you think life would be? Oh man. Well, not that different for me. I uh <laughs> get up every day, go out on the porch <laughs> make an iced tea and read the Sunday papers. Um, (laughs) How different do I think it would be? Hmm. Wildly different. Crazy, immensely different. How so? I think that maybe on one negative aspect of it a lot of the spread of ideas and important and just interesting information might be stagnant coming from one part of the earth to the other Um, we just wouldn't have as much easy an instant access and exposure to new unique ideas and um, different ways of living and different cultures and we wouldn't be able to learn about so many different things simultaneously um, which is mostly 
appealing to the curiosity side of myself, maybe. But also, maybe we wouldn't be as hung up or distracted on a lot of things so easily that in the long run don't really have any importance in advancing the quality of your life in a positive way. Um, I think there's a lot of things online that can be misleading and hateful, ignorant, and addicting that slow a lot of people's progress down and and just let people kind of be in one place and be complacent. So that is maybe one of the negative aspects of having the internet. So I don't know. I think I think there'd be a lot more libraries. I think people would probably be more invested in communicating with other people face to face and a lot in, more interested in centers of learning like universities and mm-hmm. because that would probably be, you know, again, the place where you would get any sort of information that you needed. Um, people might be a little bit more creative um, and more sociable. And that is all I have at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I, th- I do think that people would be more creative, but unfortunately I don't think that that creativity would be realized by nearly as many people. So if you were like right. really creative, you'd be essentially limited to whatever town you're in. I mean, that's, that's where your creativity is going to take you. You're not going to, unless you like move to New York, but even if you move to like NYC or L.A., it's still going to be extremely limited to those places um, without the internet to actually spread the information of, of your creativity, showing your actual work, your artwork, mm-hmm. music, you know, whatever it might be. So yeah, there's certain, there would be definitely be massive downsides. Um, the radio would be back. The radio would be back. Yeah. Um, we'd be learning about coronavirus over the radio. Yeah. Uh, Fireside chats by President Trump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he would, he would throw those every single day. Instead of tweeting, he would have fireside chats oh, all day. God. <laughs> um, I wonder if something like marriage would be impacted, like if divorce rates would decrease, because then... You would again because you're it's so local like everything would would suddenly become a lot more local um you can't communicate like let's say you live in raleigh you can't communicate that easily with a person in i don't know well let's just say baltimore um so then if you're let's say you're dating uh you're stuck to your local environment male yeah but like not even like you wouldn't you wouldn't even know those people exist in another city <clears throat> while with uh like dating apps and stuff like and, and websites uh match and uh eHarmony and whatever else is out there those 
wouldn't exist. So there's no way to set like, hey, I want to see if I can date someone that lives two hours away from me. Like that, you wouldn't even know that person exists, and you you would never know that person exists for the rest of your life. You'd have to, you'd have to have like roots. You'd legitimately have to yeah. have roots, and you'd have to be really cognizant of how you date. Like you couldn't just like casually date nearly as much. Uh, you would have to really figure out. Because you're now in a very small circle. Exactly. Yep, exactly. So, I mean, I guess some of that would, wouldn't be that big a deal, like in New York City, again, kind of a big city. But even then, you have to have the charisma to, like, go up to someone and ask them out or, you know, whatever it might be. So even then, you're still pretty pretty limited. So I think... Yeah, there, yeah, there would be a lot more of people going out, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I do think that's that's true as well, because you wouldn't have Netflix, you wouldn't have Hulu and all yeah. that stuff, so people would be going out more. Um, I, I don't know if people would be more bored. You think people would be more... have, have greater boredom? Um... I don't know. It's it's tough. I I don't know. I mean, I think uh you'd be forced to go out and do things like go to the movies or go to the bar or sports game or mm-hmm. a show or the park. I don't know. If you wanted to do something and you I guess everybody would be doing that. So I don't know. I think you just have to, if you don't know any better, I think you definitely find ways to occupy your time differently. Um, I think the internet does give you a lot more opportunities to kind of dispense of the boredom as much, you know, if you're using it in a positive way, which is easy to do, but... I don't know. I think we'd have to ask somebody who kind of lived in the 80s, see if they were bored. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to get somebody from the 80s. On uh, next. Yeah, to, to discuss. Um, I, I also wonder if, like with local events, if you just have a lot more people that end up going to one local event. Like even if it's a relatively big town, just because you can't – you can't get as much information out about different events. I feel like mm-hmm. going to this one social or whatever is like the biggest deal. And you'd have more yeah. people that would show up because they'd only heard about that one. And then that spreads through word of mouth. But then you don't necessarily get all these different other options of what else is out there. Like in the neighboring town or, you know, Wake Forest or Raleigh, or, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um <laughs> And and especially now too on the internet you can you can shop for everything you want oh, online yeah. and it can be delivered right to your door. Whereas before you spent so much more time, like if you needed something specific like I don't know, a broom handle <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Man, I guess I gotta whittle one. Use I got <laughs> yeah, I have to whittle one or I need to go get my map out and <laughs> see where the local um hardware store is go down visit with bob for a little bit yeah see how his kids are doing 
<laughs> Maybe give me a hot dog. That, that is your Saturday right there. Just, <laughs> yeah, you never know. Getting a hot dog because you know. I might give me a snow cone if I'm feeling froggy. <laughs> Um, yeah, just kind of walk, walk around town. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's what Wake Forest was like oh, just yeah. years before we got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, do you have coronavirus, by the way? <laughs> I do, actually. I just, oh, I just okay. happen to have it. Uh, well, Trump said, if you're healthy, you're fine. <laughs> I get all so my trusted good. medical information from our president. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's obvious. <laughs> clearly. Who else would you get it from? CD what? Yeah. CD, I don't know, CDA? <laughs> CDB? CDC? Who knows? <laughs> it's a hoax, okay? It's a hoax. That's all you got to know. Um, yeah, if we didn't have internet, though, I, I do think that part of it would be, like, if you didn't have plans on the weekend, I do feel like you'd be immensely bored, like you had nothing to do. And you had no real way of, like, figuring out, um, I mean, not no way, but it's, like, more based on, like, newspapers and, like, flyers yeah. and stuff like that. So if you didn't know about something going on on the weekend, then, like, that was it. Like, right now... You can literally get on your phone and just find like a hundred different things that are happening. And then you can mm-hmm. just decide, I'm going to go. I'm just going to do it. You know, you just walk out your apartment or house and you just drive there and make it happen. But yeah. then if if that was still the case, uh, you'd have to know about things way ahead of time. And another thing, actually a comedian mentioned this. Um, well, I guess I can't really assume that we wouldn't have phones that that we could call like cell phones um, yeah. because I'm just, I'm limiting this to the internet, but assuming that this also applied to like cell phones where we didn't have cell phones. One comedian was uh, talking about, and I can't remember. You guys had like a landline phone. Yeah. Right. So where you just have a landline phone. So you make plans with somebody and then once you leave your house, like that's it. You know, there's no way to contact that yeah. person. You can't text them. They're like, Oh, it's canceled. Yeah. Like something happened. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I've driven 20 miles. <laughs> what do you mean there are no more hot dogs? <laughs> I do this every Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. Uh, yeah, so I, I do think life would be really different. Uh, brief, brief pause for the coronavirus. Uh, uh. The... My my medical school actually just got some coronavirus samples, so we are now studying coronavirus. I am not. My lab is not. But well, um, is there a cure yet? Yep, we're hiding it. Uh, you know, <laughs> just want to <laughs> see how much money we can get. <laughs> yep, by not selling it. Uh, that's yeah. that's how it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's supply and demand. Yeah, but. Um, Oh, my mom told me that somebody in her hometown ha- uh, was just diagnosed yesterday with coronavirus. So Whoa. that shit is just spreading. It's spreading. Wow. In Kosovo. Kosovo, yep, exactly. Scheiße. Yep. Um, and I guess, I mean, it's new cases in Oregon, Oregon. Um, Washington, someone Washington. died. 
California, the first human-to-human transmission. Um, but honestly, they keep talking about these cases, but the number in the United States is like 68 people. Right. So it's not exactly... I mean, just for reference, we have at least 10,000 people in the United States. So Yeah, that's pretty low. Yeah. So with the coronavirus, what are the symptoms you can expect to experience when you've been diagnosed? Uh, Flu-like symptoms are one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one is for some individuals, you may experience uh, diarrhea. Uh, So that's something to look forward to. And yeah, it basically presents as flu-like symptoms, but obviously it attacks your lungs rather viciously. So that's kind of the the big issue. So flu-like symptoms, but also a bronchial effect. Yes, one could say a bronchial effect. <laughs> <laughs> You've had bronchitis before. Every year, throughout my entire childhood, <laughs> I had bronchitis. Wow! And then I started exercising. Fond memories. Yeah, fond memories of me hallucinating in bed, and also bare like wheezing. <laughs> Just barely alive, just. (laughs) (laughs) That was my life. Keep it down in there. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Where's my beer? (laughs) (laughs) We ain't in the dust bowl. Sorry, is that? Wow, and then you and then you stop smoking. You said, <laughs> "Yep." What did you say? <laughs> stop smoking, smoking Marlboro Reds, Marlboro Reds, Camels, and uh, <laughs> you name the, it. The Lucky Stripes, Lucky Strikes, Man. Strikes, Strikes. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I had no filter. No wonder. <clears throat> yeah, and that cured my bronchitis. <laughs> Nine out of ten doctors recommend Lucky Strike. Uh, yeah, so I, I suffered from bronchitis every year. It was like clockwork. I always got bronchitis, and then, but legitimately, I started uh, lifting weights and having better nutrition. And I haven't had bronchitis since. So wow, take that. Yep, that's that's just. A lifestyle change can make a world of difference. Indeed. Now, what are the advantages of smoking cigarettes? Are there any pros? Hey, you know what? You know, it's a funny question because I, in college, wrote an article about the positives of smoking. Can you believe that? Wow, controversial figure. I know. I was actually, I was part of a creative writing uh, group, so I was getting paid by the school to to be part of this group. well, it was like journalism, but it was specifically on things uh, like creative writing. And I came up with this idea of like, well, why don't we have this kind of debate in written form where one person selects, like you pick a topic and then you have one person that's vehemently against whatever topic and then you have one person who's completely for it. And you kind of present both sides. And I thought the first topic we should do is smoking, which would be really, really tough, obviously, for the person who has to be uh, for smoking. So I decided to volunteer myself, and I decided to, to do the for smoking thing. That's actually when I started smoking. Um, so, okay, awesome. <laughs> you know, just smoking about 50 cigarettes a day. 
just a f- <laughs> I think that's like two and a half packs or something like that. Um, I think just so, chain yeah. smoking as much as possible. Now it's uh, it, you know obviously it it typically suppresses appetite, and therefore okay. people typically lose weight when they are smoking. Okay. So that's a positive. Uh, you know, write this down as a health professional. <laughs> I do not at all feel guilty saying this information. So <laughs> he wrote it down. Once. He wrote it down once. Yeah, submitted it. Submi- now was this was this in ECU's newspaper, school newspaper? Not the newspaper. It was part of a different uh, journal or whatever you want to call it, uh, paper. Mm. I was going to say if it was in the newspaper, which you know is handed out all over campus um so many students (laughs) would have read that who are on the fence about like buying a pack of cigarettes for like partying and uh, you know during the weekend Mm -hmm. they would have been like see there it is that's all i needed i'm gonna buy a pack that like that little thing would put push so many people over the edge. Yeah, I'm glad I could play a part in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you. In, in changing people's um, opinions on smoking. <laughs> but it it lowers it it helps you lose weight by lowering your appetite. Right. Right. Yeah. It also. Uh damn. Um. Oh, I guess you get a, a small Is high. Is it nicotine? I guess you get a small high from it. Yeah, like from nicotine, right? Isn't that like some stor- sort of neurological stimulator? It is. Nicotine? It is. It very much is. Um, beyond that, I can't really... Helps you think quicker, be more decisive in your decision-making skills, folks. <laughs> so if you're tough to make decisions, if, you, if you're really stagnant... On decision making, taking control of your life. Well, you heard it here from Nick. Pick up a pack of cigs this weekend. Specifically, Lucky Strike. It's March. It's a new month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lucky Strike. Nine out of ten doctors. Um, and we're we are getting paid by Lucky Strike now. That's our first sponsor. Lucky Strike. What if they did approach us? Would you would you reject them? I mean, it's a fifty fifty split between the two of us right now, so uh, okay. I would I would have to consult with you. But I, you'd, you'd have to see the offer. No, I. What kind of money are we going to get? <laughs> I'd admittedly be very much against it, but uh, you know, I don't I don't know what's going on in your head. So yeah, no, nor do I. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great it's good to have that as a co-host yeah <laughs> yeah so uh i don't know how we got on smoking from coronavirus but uh yeah coronavirus is spreading so you know make sure you wash your hands and just wear a mask wear a mask and know that uh it can go as long as two weeks before showing symptoms so you can be holy crow you can be uh yeah holy crow indeed old farmer john (laughs) (laughs) you can you can be shedding the virus and infecting others by simply sneezing that's actually the primary form of transmission by 
water droplets from now for any disease or for just the coronavirus so it definitely depends on the disease but uh specifically for coronavirus or flu or cold like those kinds of viruses yeah it's Mm. it's usually water droplets now the one positive note i will say is that coronavirus is a very short lifespan outside of a host so once it's outside for a few hours it's it dies it's dies off Mm. so that's a positive unlike other viruses that can stay alive for up to 24 hours so yeah that would be scary that would make it far far more dangerous than it already is wow yeah so be careful especially if you don't have an immune system now you speculated that this disease was genetically engineered in a lab by North Korea, is that what you're telling me? <laughs> you know, God, I think you may have dreamed that one because uh, I don't recall saying that. But uh, you know, if if okay, I thought you did. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm sorry. All right, I'm just reporting for CNN. Look, look. <laughs> yeah, I just I thought that I'm just doing said. my job. I'm just doing my job. <laughs> fact check. What fact check? <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't think that they. I don't think they actually know where it came from. I know there was a rumor about like eating bats or something like that, but <laughs> uh, I, th- I think that's been. Dispelled. I mean, that's how that SARS spread sort from of the open air markets in China. What? Yeah, you, in China. Do you, do you remember what it what it was that's that started SARS? Well, there's just so much. Um, you know. No, I don't. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> in the open air markets in mainland and uh-huh. you know China and also in the major cities, it's just been this way forever. Where you're butchering, you know, live animals just right there and then, and you've got blood and all sorts of stuff mixing together. So many people cramming in. You know, you're bound to get some sort of unfortunate result from this and sometimes that can lead to the creation of new uh, resistant viruses bacteria and um, it can leap from animal to man and that's kind of what happened in that environment and then it spread like wildfire until I think they came up with a a cure for that, for SARS virus. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it basically comes down to being overpopulated and, you know, no sanitation or regulation whatsoever. Um, I mean, it's pretty insane, the conditions there that are considered normal for them, whereas if we would see them in a city here, it would be just appalling and you wouldn't go anywhere near it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, what's kind of scary is that, uh, a good virus and a good bacteria, but really specifically a virus doesn't actually want to kill you. Um, not that it can really think, but you have to think that if eventually a virus were to, to replicate enough, uh, or mutate enough, that it leads to a virus strain that can live inside of people and then 
keep them alive, make them sick, infect them, but then change their personality. I'm going to zombies. That's what I'm talking about. Because there uh. is actually, there is a, I don't know if, I don't remember if it's a bacteria or a virus that actually infects mice. Uh, and then when cats eat these mice, uh, that it infects their brain and it actually changes their personality. It changes the way yeah. that they, yeah. they act. So imagine if that were to happen to humans. That would be, that would be wild. What's it called? Like trichinosis or something? Uh, taxi, taxiplasmosa or something. Like that. It, that might have been a Harry Potter thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Um, I don't remember the name of it. I really don't. But mm. uh, that would be crazy if something was like really spread really quickly like that. And it changed everybody's personality. Um, and what if it changed it to be like hyper aggressive like zombies? Who knows? Yeah. Who... Especially in a place like China. <clears throat> like, man, that would be... Some wild shit going yeah, on. Yeah, that's like Train of Busan style stuff. Or, uh, um, yeah. Was, uh, war, not World War Z. What's the... Or was it? Yeah, it was World War Z. Was it, World War Z. Yeah. yeah. Where, where people were getting infected. And then some people were... Spoiler. Uh, were immune because... They are already infected with something. But obviously a virus doesn't, well, at least I can't say that any virus has ever made the decision not to not to infect someone because they are already infected with something else. It's not how it works. Mm. Yeah, I mean, as things evolve, you know, it's not outside the the realm of possibility in the future, you know? No. No, it isn't. And there's like this one mushroom that can, I don't know if it's a mushroom or s something that gets inside of a particular ant and causes them mm -hmm. to basically jump off of something and kill themselves. And then it grows out of that ant's body yeah. to fruition, basically. <laughs> So, <laughs> like, it needs the ant to yeah. to really come to what it should should be. Man, what a wild world! I know. It's like, and we're still learning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely are. It's like an alien planet, and we live on it, and we we call yeah, it home. Especially in in the oceans as oh, well. Oh yeah, the oceans for sure. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the I was listening to a podcast with a guy that worked for NASA. He was he he went on a few uh, missions to space, but the way they had to train was underwater, and or part of their training was underwater, and they had to be X amount of like feet underwater. So they were pretty deep in the water, and he's talking about how anytime they had to use the restroom, uh, they were in this like big. Uh, I don't know, chamber or like house that was underwater. Um, and, but they, it's like pressurized and all that stuff. So when they had to go outside, they had to go outside to actually use the restroom. And so when they would go outside, uh, they would usually just go, I don't know, maybe 20 feet outside the door and the door had a light on it. So they were able to tell like where it was because otherwise it's pretty much pitch black. 
And then, so this guy was telling a story of like how he was just using the restroom and whatnot. And then he turns around to, to look back towards the, the house or where, whatever you want to call it, like this capsule that's underwater with several people living inside of it. And he sees this massive fish, just like this huge eyeball. He's, he described it as the, the, the fish's eye was as big as a saucer. It was just like huge. And he wow. just like freaked out and just like swam as fast as he could back to the <laughs> to the capsule. And then once he got inside, he was just so freaked out that he was just screaming like so loudly Whoa. that he woke everybody up and uh, and uh, everybody came like running towards him. And then he was just like trying to describe it and it ended up being like a harmless fish. But it was so big uh, underwater yeah. or at that depth. It was so big uh, that it was it was just gigantic. Like it really freaked him out. I mean, I would, yeah. there's no way in hell, oh my no God. way in hell I would do that. No <laughs> way in hell. Because it's like being on another planet. I mean, yeah. there's, there's so many species that haven't even been identified in the, in the ocean and it's not our natural habitat. So we're pretty much useless and helpless, especially in the deep ocean. Yeah. You know, it's just like, we can't identify what's friendly or not. And just have no bearings whatsoever on life at all so that's just like a complete horror situation yeah, it is breaking news pete bucicic drops out of the democratic race for the white house what pete bucicic <laughs> drops out are you serious <laughs> I'm dead serious. Dead serious. This is breaking news. First you heard it. Well, probably not now, but... <laughs> I guess this is coming out in When you're listening. But, yeah, but trust me, we were the first to break. <laughs> trust us. We recorded this on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Three days got before an insider. it happened. We've got an insider on his campaign. <laughs> and he's dropping out. That's crazy. My word. My word. He was doing pretty well, wasn't he? Like, well enough. Like, there was Bernie Sanders. I and thought there was so. A, but he almost won Iowa, and he almost won New Hampshire, didn't he? Yeah, I, th- I thought he did win Iowa, but maybe they did a recount. Or I don't yeah. know how that worked, but he was, like, pretty dead, pretty, like, close yeah, to, to winning right. that, if not winning so i don't know it's now he's dropping out well no it says he won the first in iowa and then he failed to repeat that success and when he needed to make him the front runner he was he finished a fourth in south carolina on saturday damn that's such a weird thing too like why would you do that especially when it's right before super tuesday like why not wait till at least you find out what is going on yeah. Like what's going to happen? It, I don't know. It looked as it looked as if he was in like the top 3 or something. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know. Man, that's weird. Huh. Huh. Well, I guess that's that. That's uh That's really surprising. So now it's down to uh uh, what, what's uh, Joe Biden won the uh, South South Carolina, right? Yep. Did 
Democratic primary. Okay, Bernie Sanders is ahead. Well, actually, yeah, ahead. Joe Biden, then Pete Buttigieg. That's yeah. weird. Bernie Sanders, 58. Joe Biden, 50. Pete, 26. Elizabeth Warren, 8. So 58, 50, 26, 8. Yeah, and then there's a few others below that. But Right. God. That is... I just feel like Joe Biden's going to somehow... I don't know. The Democrat, the guy, the Republican uh, primaries, which I'm sure everybody's following. Um, Donald Trump has 86, <laughs> but Bill Weld has won. <laughs> so oh. Joe Walsh and Roque de la Fuente. Well, they both have zero, oh. but they exist. So, I mean, if you exist, yeah, there's, there's, there's an a alternative. Chance. So, there's a chance. You know. Wow. I, that, I wonder if that's ever happened where it's like, there's just a new Republican now. If it was going to happen, it should have happened with this guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, but he's got more support than ever. Yeah. People are doubling down, even tripling down. So, actually, do you know what happens to the uh, to the delegates that Pete won? That's a good question. So those twenty six could, I guess, they have to redeclare to someone else. I don't know. Hmm. I'm gonna need answers, Kyle. <laughs> oh man. What is Bernie's slogan? He, he, he Apparently he's doing this to help Joe Biden. Really? Beat Bernie. They're trying to gang up on Bernie here. Come on, Bernie's 78. <laughs> and plus, <laughs> oh, plus his slogan, <laughs> Bernie Sanders' slogan. Do you know what Bernie Sanders' slogan is, Kyle? We got this. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not me, us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is fitting with wow what a humble man it's it's fitting with pete ganging up on him not me <laughs> oh, that's yeah. good <laughs> yeah i don't know apparently it's just yeah helping freaking joe Frickin' Joe. Well, I'm assuming uh, Joe would then have him as vice president or something like that. They probably have right. some sort of arrangement, right. some back alley arrangement some like sort that. Of deal. Yeah. Joe Biden's only six feet tall, so I don't know. I don't know if that's. Oh wait, Bernie Sanders is also six feet tall. So, man, oh. we need taller, taller uh, Democrats. Pete is doesn't say. Wow. Wow, I really don't trust this guy. No. Doesn't doesn't put his doesn't trusted. put his height on Wikipedia. Are you kidding me? How can you trust this man? <laughs> well Wow. There you have it, folks. Pete Buttigieg, out. No more. Will he be back? We don't know. Yeah, potentially as vice president. Who knows? Yeah, could could be vice president to Joe Biden. It would be a good move for him, though, if he became vice president and then 
because he's so young, he could easily then say on his resume, I was VP, bitches. And then when he goes to try and get elected again for actual president, then, um, or maybe he's banking on Joe Biden losing his sanity before his four years are up. Yeah, which could easily happen. At 77. So he would be, yeah, man. When he gets elected, his birthday is November 20th. So when he, it, uh, when, <laughs> like, like I know, <laughs> don't, don't listen to me guys. I don't know. <laughs> um, He's a DC insider. <laughs> that's why I moved to Baltimore to be closer. <laughs> um, closer to the action. His birthday's November 20th. So he'd be 78 when he actually enters office. This is this is Bernard. Uh, Joe Joe Biden. This is Joe Joseph. Biden. Yeah, so he Giuseppe. So he'd be eighty-two when he get he gets out. Although, granted, Bernie Sanders is seventy-eight, so I mean he'd be 80, 83 because uh, his birthday's in September. So he'd be seventy-nine when he enters office. So basically, you're saying they only have one term. That's <laughs> what, what it sounds like you're, you're saying. You're extrapolating from the information I'm providing. but I'm just doing my job. <laughs> doing my I'm just job. doing my job. Look, I work for Fox News. All I'm trying to do is get a story out of this now. If you could give me some sort of, of remarks. This is all I'm hearing from you, though. That's all I'm saying. I just That's all I hear. I'm just that's trying to do my I job hear. the best that I can do. I don't know. This is all you're giving me. I'm just trying to ask a question. Uh, <laughs> Go on. I have nothing else to add. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. Uh, he just confirmed it. Yeah. Back to you. Um, yeah, some would say that's too old. Some would, yeah, definitely. Some, some would. would say. I think, honestly, the only thing that matters to me is if their mental faculties are in order. If their mental faculties are in order, then that's fine. Although I will admit, it's pretty scary that Bernie Sanders had a freaking heart attack. I know. Um, I was a little surprised that Joe Biden is 70, 77, though. He doesn't, he doesn't look quite that old. He looks, he looks like 74, if I, had to, if I had to put a number on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Actually, Donald Trump was 70 when he was sworn in. Wow. Wow. He doesn't look uh, in his 70s either, to be honest. He's 73 now. Well, he yeah. gets spray painted every day, so <laughs> that has something to do with it. You know that what does I mean? have a little something to do with it. A little something, <laughs> something, you know, being painted orange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ronald Reagan was 69, and people thought that was extremely old at the time. Hey, how many how many turns did Jimmy Carter have? He had one turn. Well, damn, folks, what are we doing with all these players? Well, we well we know. like Jimmy Carter. He's only 95. <laughs> He's been there before. <laughs> He's been there before. <laughs> <laughs> he can do the job. Let's see if his he served in World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> He's a veteran. <laughs> he went to college in 1952. He owned a peanut farm <laughs> in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> he was born in Plains, Georgia. 
hey. He was president in the in, from seventy seven to eighty one before the internet was fashionable. Uh, so you've got that going well, for him too. Chill. He knows what it was like before. Folks, his vice president Walter Mondale is still alive at ninety two years old. Crow. These guys can do it. We, we can we can have them run for president. We've been overlooking this the whole time. <laughs> Jimmy Carter's in, and he is great friends with Bob Dylan. Well, I mean, do we need any more information? Like this is this seems really know, clear but I cut. I could go on. This seems I could go on. <laughs> this is a clear cut. Have Jimmy Carter become our next president at the the ripe young age of ninety five. Yeah, he's still doing it. He still attends meetings and um, very much aware of who he is. I did hear. And how he got there. I did hear that he he got injured at a construction site, like he got hit in the face or something like that. (laughs) And he just went to the hospital. He just told the, the, the nurses, get off of me. And then he just like hobbled his way back out, out and went back to the construction site. He just beat cancer as well recently. Kyle, I don't know why we're not we're not considering Jimmy Carter here. It just doesn't make much sense to me. He used immunotherapy. Wow. He's even a cutting edge of He's cutting edge. Okay. He's very Jimmy Carter edge. hospitalized after fall at Georgia home. I mean, the guy looks no older than 92. Come on. So, yeah, he, he in 2015. It's five years ago. Of August. Okay, that's four and a half years ago. Four and a half year, year ago. He had uh, melanoma that had spread to his liver Damn. and to his brain. Jeez. So it was like okay, he his doctors used a relatively new approach that combined radiation with immunotherapy, a form of cancer treatment that uses the power of the immune system to prevent, control, and eliminate cancer. Yep. And my God, it worked. Yep. Science. He was ninety-one. He was ninety-one. Three months after he began receiving immunotherapy. The then 91-year-old found out that his tumors were gone. That is pretty incredible. Yep. Science, folks. There is a high likelihood that President Carter's immune system will continue to protect him against this type of cancer and that it won't return. Yeah, well, that makes sense. He's going to outlive many people. 91 he did this, guys. What have you done? (laughs) You don't have much time left. (laughs) (laughs) to catch up wow he had a quote that said after immunotherapy they didn't find any cancer at all wow that's a powerful quote that's his quote on his entire (laughs) battle with cancer Uh, well and he won the Nobel Peace Prize in 2002 you know, honestly, in terms of Nobel prizes, that's probably the the fucking shittiest one. I don't, I don't get that one at all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand the qualifications of a Nobel Peace Prize. What qualifies you? If you didn't blow up the the country. 
but you blew well, up Obama got it. You blew up other countries. Then it's uh, fine. Huh. Well, the more I'm reading about Jimmy Carter, the, the more it makes the more sense it makes to sense. get him back. Huh. All right. Well, with uh, that, do you have anything you'd like to discuss, Mr. Hatley, before we wrap this up? Um, I want to say there's a show on HBO called The Outsider that if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend watching this show. That's my show of the week. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can you go into that a little bit? What is The Outsider? <laughs> um, it's sort of a psychological mystery thriller. Okay. With suspense involved, highly. Okay. Um, it follows a detective and folks that are trying to help him solve a murder case in their town. And on paper, it looks pretty clear cut of who did it initially. And they have all the evidence they need and to get this person and things begin to develop to um, show that uh, maybe it wasn't this person after all, but if it wasn't this person, then how could he be in two places at once, basically? Because they have DNA on the scene of the crime that matches this person. They also have video footage and DNA of this same person in a completely different place on the same exact day. And uh, it's trying to decide what exactly is going on here. And they find that there's a pattern of this, you know, coming from <clears throat> several other cities. And it's, uh, it's pretty intriguing. It's pretty original, new, well... It's pretty original in its idea, but it's a, actually a, a book, um, a Stephen King novel uh, initially, and now it's turned into an HBO series. And great acting, great directing. Um, Jason Bateman actually directs this, and he's in the first couple episodes. But uh, it's pretty spooky, pretty creepy, but it definitely keeps you... Uh, intrigued Um, but definitely got to strap in for it because it is not for the faint of heart and it is called The Outsider The Outsider okay well you heard it here folks we have our HBO show of the week sponsored by HBO and (laughs) our other sponsor obviously Lucky Strike so tune in uh, get yourself a pack and you know in the evening just uh (laughs) Relax and watch some Outsider. And if you get stressed... You've earned it. Just uh, <laughs> strike one of those lucky strikes. And your brain will start ticking. Yep, exactly. You'll be able to solve any murder. Yep. Okay, well, it was lovely speaking with you, Mr. Hatley, Mr. 
Jonathan Kyle Hadley. Thank you. <laughs> I, I want to make sure I set your uh, set your mind right. So <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Now I can go on about my life <laughs> in a more calm and rational Otherwise, manner. Otherwise, you texted me on like a Thursday and be like, "The fuck, dude! <laughs> I still can't get over that shit." <laughs> I'm in Baltimore now. Where are you? I'm playing Tupac right now. I'm playing Tupac. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I've got a club in the trunk. Oh, oh man. Uh, I'd be like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta, where's my parkway drive? Yeah. I gotta level up too. <laughs> oh, man. What a note to end the night on. Wow. Just came all full It totally did. All right, folks. We will catch you next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.